We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All the way to 6.30. Got a great show for you today. Number to join, as always, 877-337-6666. Got a great show? Apparently... I don't know what kind of animal it is. What's the animal that sees his shadow and comes out all the That'd time? That would be Groundhog. Punks a tawny Phil? Punks Was that a Groundhog or something? Phil, yes. Yeah, well, the uh, Green Bay Packer Groundhog apparently saw his shadow after spending all of two nights, not four, in a 300-square-foot dark room with a bed, a meditation mattress, and a bathroom, and he's out. So, assuming he wants to shower first... I suppose the clock is now officially ticking, waiting to hear what Aaron Rodgers is doing. And I put two and two together this morning, and I figured it out. You gave me the story yesterday. Oh, by the way, good afternoon, Evan. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Great to see you, my friend. I wouldn't have made one night, by the way. Yeah, yeah easily. Once I had a bathroom mishap, which would have happened Why right now. Why would you have a mishap? There's a bathroom, like, in the place. Yeah, I'm aware, but An it's also... An actual full-on no. toilet the whole bit. Listen, I know it's in yeah. the middle of the room. It's also pitch black. So what? Like, you have no idea where you're going. Yeah, so you once... No, no, no. <laughs> once I have the mishap, yeah. which means I accidentally, you know, all over myself, I'm yeah. done. I'm I out. disagree with you. I think the only issue is... And I've, I, I've often wondered this, to be completely honest, about those who are seeing impaired, blind people. Mm -hmm. I've always wondered how you know when you're done wiping. I've never quite figured that out. Or right. you just have a, I wipe five times and I'm done and that's what it is. Right. My issue would be that, not going on myself. Well, that's a part My of it. My issue would be... Did I get it all? Well, there's a lot of issues. Like, A, where are you going? Yeah. B, where are you pointing it? C, the wiping. It's a great point. Like, all of those issues. I'd say the second time I went to the restroom, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. I ring the bell. I said, save me. Get me the hell out of here. So the fact that our future quarterback was able to last multiple Not your days. Not staying in Green Bay, dude. I think that shows you the fight. I think it shows you the tenacity. Yeah. And it shows you that he's got the will to win in New York City. Well, uh, here's the problem. And I thought about this last night after the, we uh, ended the show at 6.30, as we always do. And I was, <laughs> I was, I was thinking about what you said, what I said when you told me the story that the Green Bay Packers have raised ticket prices, a nominal amount, anywhere from $3 to $9 per ticket right. you know, per game. So it's like 30 bucks to 90 bucks total, which, yes, is nominal, but it's people's money. It's less money that they now have in their pocket. So you do have to be respectful of that. And I'm saying, I said to myself driving home last night, with the Green Bay Packers, a team that is essentially crowdsourced from an ownership standpoint, theoretically, right? There isn't an owner. Would the Green Bay Packers raise ticket prices for Packer fans to watch Jordan Love be their quarterback? And I say the answer is obviously no. They raise ticket prices because they've known all along that this whole darkness retreat was nothing but an attention grab. And Aaron Rodgers has already told them privately in his inner circle, which is leak-proof, mm -hmm. that, of course, he's coming back. And I think there comes a time where, for a lot of people, not all people, there is something to be said about having a Hall of Fame career with one team, not two teams or three teams. And when you add to that the reality that there are a lot of guys who have won a single Super Bowl, but the list of guys who've won two or more is a relatively small number in relation to how many guys have played quarterback over the 50-plus years of the league, right? So if you have a chance to get into that rarefied air of two Super Bowls or more, mm -hmm. none of us are going to argue that the NFC is the way to go. 
So you're at the end of your career. You don't want to be a guy that's a vagabond. And your best chance to win is to stay put. They raise prices. He comes back. Everybody except for so, Jet fans are happy. There's one thing I think you're missing. Go right ahead, sir. Aaron Rodgers is very sensitive. Do you agree with that? I happen to agree with that, yes. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, Google checks himself news-wise. Like, he wants to make sure he knows everything that's written and said who about would him. would ever do something like that? I don't know anyone who Thank would. you, James Crotch, for a nice article yesterday <laughs> on Elite NY. Well done, sir. Exactly. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers cares what people think. And I really think that that report that came out Friday, whether it's true or not, is irrelevant here. There was a report from a longtime Packer writer that the Packer organization is, quote-unquote, disgusted with him. Which is garbage. doesn't matter if it's garbage, Craig. I'm not arguing the validity of it. What I'm going to argue is... Aaron Rodgers sees that. And he blames the writer, not the team. I don't know about that. It's a that. writer looking for attention. Come I don't on. know. Not a, not a writer who's been covering the team for a million years. Yeah. And who knows what Aaron thinks about that writer. He that's, may say, hey, I respect that guy. Oh, well, that's true. I think it would piss him off to no end to think that anybody in that organization feels that way about yeah. him. And that's the kind of stuff that could convince him, I want to get the hell out of here. Well, I think he's that sensitive. I think he cares that much about what not only people think, but the people that have employed him for a decade and a half think. I, and I think that story from a week ago yeah. is a bigger deal than maybe you realize. Uh, I don't think it's a big deal at all. I think we made it a big deal. I think Teon Rodgers, it's just another writer looking for attention to make a name for himself. Yeah, but, but you've look, heard the way he talks about yes, this stuff. I know. It bothers not, him. I, listen, I, there's a part of what you're saying I'm in lockstep with. I do think he's got rabbit ears. And I my, do think he's and, sensitive. And, well, but, one, and one other yeah. thing about this. Uh-huh. Like, he doesn't know exactly what the Packers think of him, right? He doesn't know. He sees that report because, again, he's Google-checking himself. Right. He's making sure he sees it. Mm-hmm. You don't think his first reaction is, you know what, tell those bleepers to go bleep themselves. Um. Again, uh, could he say that? Yeah, I mean, theoretically he could. But I think he's got a better relationship with those uh, bleepers and the Packers than a random reporter that, in my opinion at least, is trying to make a name for himself. But here's the deal, and I've been thinking about this a lot. You're setting yourselves up. You're a bunch of clowns, and you're all setting yourselves up for inevitable disappointment. It's like the lottery. Uh, Is there a chance? Yes, there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers wants to play for the New York Jets. (laughs) You can't even get through with 11? I'm sorry, that Aaron Rodgers (laughs) actually wants to play for the New York Jets. I suppose there's a chance. Much like winning the lottery, there's a chance. I'm not telling you not to be in on it, be in on it. I respect that. But at the end of the day, let's keep it real. Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay. It makes the most sense for a myriad of reasons. And you're setting yourselves up. So I would say this, kind of like a kid hoping he gets a specific toy on Christmas. If you think you're getting it and you don't, you've just ruined Christmas. Yeah. Right? You get all these other wonderful gifts from your family, yep. but you didn't get the one you wanted. Yeah. You should have had a great Christmas, but you ruined it because you expected a certain gift. Let it play out. Have no expectations. It's easier said than done. Be pleasantly surprised if he says Jets. But don't ask for it. Don't anticipate it. And don't count on it. But that's so much easier said than done. That's how I live my life. We as sports fans can tell us that all the time. Like we could say, oh, expect to win three games if you're a Jet fan. Expect the Yankees this year to get knocked out in the divisional series. That always happens. Expect the Mets to actually not even make the playoffs this year. Like set the bar low. As low as possible. But then... Things start to change. So our bar simply could have been, hey, the Jets are going to employ a quarterback that's better than Zach Wilson. That could have been the bar. And literally they could sign Baker Mayfield. And you got you what you wanted. And we get that result. That's right. But you talk yourself into bigger things because those bigger things seem somewhat realistic. All right. And a Hall of Fame quarterback becoming available and a Hall of Fame quarterback being linked to the Jets is only naturally. It's Christmas Eve, and you're about to ruin Christmas. Yeah, but it naturally creates that expectation. What are we supposed to say? We're getting cold for Christmas? We're supposed to go into Christmas thinking we're going to get feces? No. We're supposed to think big. Well, but you set yourself up, and I'm tired of being disappointed. So I'm assuming we're not getting Aaron Rodgers. And if I wind up with Derek Carr, I'm thrilled. Because here's the rub for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been told that I say the rub a lot. That's a crutch of mine. So you start counting how many times I say the rub. Okay, so far I one. said it once. One. Uh, I've said from starting now. Okay, I've said it once. The I'll rub. take one. All right. The uh, here's the scenario uh, for you. Okay, Evan. Yes. The scenario is that Derek Carr is a major upgrade over what we got, and we all agree that he would uh, be a leader uh, of the Jets 
and get us most likely to the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. But if you think you're getting Rodgers, if Rodgers is the gift you're begging for, and you don't get Rodgers, you're not going to appreciate getting Derek Carr. You're right about that. And that's the problem. No, you're right. So I just say, let's hope for Derek Carr, and if we get surprised with Aaron Rodgers, it's a win-win. Yeah, I... Everybody wins! You are right, though, that... I like Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a major upgrade over what they have. But when you're thinking about a Hall of Famer and you're thinking about a chance to compete with Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, yep. it's going to be, fair or not, it's going to feel like a disappointment. It's going to feel like second place. It's right. going to feel like the bronze medal or the silver medal. But... They should still be going for the gold. You can't have this loser mentality. They that I should know. go for the gold. Well, but as fans, we should want that. We, you can want it, but you can't count on it or think it might actually happen. Let the team do what they got to get the gold. Because if you get the silver you know what, and you think you're getting gold, Craig, you're going to be disappointed. Craig, I can tell you firsthand. Yeah. I have played this game before. You call it Robertsitis, yeah. where I expect the worst. Right? I've been doing this a long time. I said it about the Nets. I said it about the Mets. I expect the worst. You really think it makes me feel that much better? You think um, I'm feeling okay about that? I think you're probably just a miserable guy when I'm it comes to sports. I'm a miserable sports human being. So what difference is it even going to make? You can play all the mental gymnastics you want. You can tell yourself this. You can tell yourself that. When you get kicked in the groin, you still get kicked in the groin. Your groin is still going to be sore. You're still not going to be able to have any babies. It doesn't change anything that you told yourself your groin's going to hurt. Your groin still hurts. And that's the rub on that, no pun intended. You said rub. Meanwhile, somebody left an iPad mini uh, here in the studio. They still sell those? I asked Brandon if it was Tiki's. He said no. So, but it's in Spanish. Oh. El Señor de los Cielos. Yeah. Ricky Ricardo. Stream new episodes of the hit Telemundo series now. That was yesterday at 636. Huh. Uh, somebody left a, uh, obviously I'm not going to open it, it's not mine. But I don't know, you want to give this to Spike? Because it's, I'm sure, very expensive. Oh, you're damn right. I don't yeah. even think they make those minis anymore. I don't even have an iPad, but maybe I'll take this one home. <laughs> Can you uh, reboot this to make it your own? You gotta, yeah, give that to Spike. you got to crack the code to get it. Too. Now, from the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, there's another story out there, Evan, that I'm going to uh, walk you through. And you're not going to like it one little bit. You're going to yell and scream at me, tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. But I'm going to use one of your old arguments against you. Uh -uh. All right? I hate when that happens. So uh, last week, you made a point, which I gave you total credit for because I never contemplated it, and you brought up stats. And the stats you brought up last week were that Ryan Tannehill, worst-case scenario, is every bit as good as Derek Carr. And if you want to look at playoff numbers, he's clearly better than Derek Carr. Did you not say that? I said that the drop-off between Rodgers to Carr is, to me, much more significant than the drop-off, if there is one, between Carr and Tannehill. I have the tape. You said uh, Ryan Tannehill's the same guy Derek Carr is closer with more playoff success. I said it's closer no, I, than people you realize. You said Ryan Tannehill is better than Derek no, Carr. No, I did not say that. Guys, did he not say Play that? Play the tape, then. Uh, they're finding it oh, right exactly. now. Exactly. I said it's closer than people realize. All right, so I'm gonna. I I found two quarterbacks I want to compare. Go ahead. I'm not gonna tell you their names. I'm gonna give you some stats. You tell me these are worthy stats, and then I'll tell you their names. All okay. Right, go ahead. All right. Quarterback number one has uh, played in 63 games. He is 21, 31, and one. You want to mm -hmm. write this down? 21, 31, and one. All right. The other guy sounds a lot like Daniel Jones. The other me. guy has played in sixty-five games, so a comparable amount of games. Right. His record is thirty-one and twenty-four. Thirty-one and twenty-four. Okay, so from a record standpoint, does guy number one or guy number two get the win? Guy number two has the edge. Okay, uh, complete, about like twelve games. Or okay, so. completion yeah. percentage. Yeah, they're both at sixty-four. It's a wash. All right. All right. Yep. Passing yards. Guy number one, eleven thousand six hundred. Guy number two, 11,900. I'm happy to call that a wash if you want. That's pretty much the same. All right. Touchdowns to interceptions. Yes. Guy number one, 60 to 34. 60 to 34. That's not bad. Okay. Guy number two, 31. 68 to 43. 68 to 43. I'm calling that about a wash also. Ah. Uh. I'm giving the first guy a slight edge, actually. Okay. Slight, slight. Okay. Less interceptions by nine. That's significant. Okay. And eight fewer touchdowns. Yeah. Okay. Uh, passer rating, they're both at 86. It's a wash. Okay. All right. Now, those two guys, without knowing their names, 
would you say that they are comparable career-wise? They're on the same plane, yeah. Like, you couldn't make an argument based on actual tangible stats that this guy is so much better than that guy. Is of, that fair? Of the stats you gave. Fair enough. Yes. Okay. Like, you didn't give certain other stats that I might look at, but all based right. on the stats you gave, they seem rather comparable. Uh, very comparable. Yes. All right? Yes. I, if you want me to get into rushing yards and all that, I can get to that as well. It's pretty close. Okay. Okay? All right. All right. So, guy number one, you are correct, is Daniel Jones. The tie kind of jumped okay. out at yeah, me. Yeah, I figured it would. I figured it would. <laughs> I apologize. All right, so guy number one is Daniel Jones. <laughs> if you said 21 and 31, I would have paused a little bit longer. Here's guy number one, Danny Jones. Okay. There are people out there who've taken a million calls that think that Danny Jones deserves the rumored five years of buck 90. That well over $30 million a year is commensurate with his performance. I'm not saying everyone agrees with that, but we've taken a lot of calls that people are like, you can't give him $20 million bucks. Right, right. He's a $30 million quarterback, right? right. Now, who's okay. got number two? Okay, number two. I'm intrigued. Now, worst case scenario, number two is every bit as good statistically as Daniel Jones. Yeah, like the quarterback right? win-loss record, I think we admit there, you need context on that, so I okay. think it can be overrated. So, but the other numbers you gave, in fairness, are in the same ballpark. Okay. They're similar. So if I told you the other guy played for a team just as bad as the Giants over the last few years prior to this past year, you'd say, well, guy's a winner, right? Above, above 500. Okay, would you say that guy number two... I mean, deserves at least as much money as Daniel Jones, if not more. Is that a fair thing to say? I can't say that, no. You would not say that? No, because here's the problem. Yeah. And I don't know who the second guy is. I know is. you don't. A lot of what happened last year matters, because you also want to see where a guy is trending. Okay. If a guy had a really good rookie season and a really good second season yeah. and has fallen off big time, there are factors here that could change that. So I would, I'd need to know that background information okay. before I just blindly say, pay each guy the same amount of money. Because okay. I have a feeling I know yeah. who the second guy is. Yeah. It's just a gut feeling. You have a gut feeling, Just huh? a slight, can, can I reveal my gut feeling? Would you rather me wait? I mean, are you aware of who it is? Do you I, already know? No, 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 no. You are Craig, totally unaware. Craig, my writing is just the numbers you yeah. gave. So it's just an opinion. Like, I'm just making it. Would you like to hear it? Well, I'll tell you what. Before you tell me who you think the guy is. I think, because I don't know for let sure. Let me just tell you how much money the guy makes. Okay. All right? Because this, this is a comparison I want to make, okay? The other guy whose stats are as good or better mm -hmm. than Daniel Jones, and they are very comparable, is currently in the NFL. Right. And he is playing under a two-year contract for $14 million. Interesting. $7 million a year. His numbers are the same or better than Daniel Jones's. Okay. You want to guess his name? I thought you were going to say, yeah. you know, who I thought. Now I'm confused because the guy I'm thinking of is a free agent. Okay. I thought you were going to say Baker Mayfield. Okay, not Baker Mayfield. No. Nope. So now I'm not sure who the second guy is. Yeah. Well, you're very excited about that. I, I couldn't guy. be more excited. You feel like you're proving some you why, kind of point. Because it proves my point all week. <laughs> no, it that you don't give Daniel Jones 30-plus million dollars a the year. The second guy is Jacoby Brissett. No, it is not Jacoby <laughs> Brissett. I'm just kidding. The other guy is Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, you want him over Daniel Jones? You want to make that trade? No. No. no, because if it's exactly what I pointed out right. when I said I need to see where they're trending, Their I numbers need to see are where identical. they're going. Yeah, but Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky makes seven million dollars a year. Why would you give Daniel Jones over thirty million dollars a year? It makes no business sense. Because it's asinine. Because what did Mitchell Trubisky do the last two years he played football? Played for a crappy Chicago Bear team and rode the no, bench no, no, for a good portion no. of the year with the Steelers. No, he did not. He played for the Buffalo Bills as a backup, where he didn't play. In fairness, oh, I thought you were talking about earlier. My and bad. then he played for the Steelers last yeah. year, where he played a handful of games, yeah. and clearly they made the decision to go with Kenny Pickett. So over the last two years, yeah. Yep. Option number two has thrown four touchdowns and six interceptions. Has not played a lot so of football. So when you ask me uh -huh. and you compare me the whole numbers, yeah. I did say something that mattered. I said, I need to know what's happened the last two years. Yeah. Because, yeah, in his first full season, really his second year, Trubisky was a pro bowler. The Bears made the playoffs. He oh. threw 24 touchdown passes. Yeah, he looked like yeah. he was an emerging star. Has Danny Jones been a pro bowler? No, but hold on. Yeah. He looked like an emerging star four years ago. Yeah. What's happened he since? He played for a dysfunctional franchise. But what's happened since? He was a backup to Josh Allen, and he obviously was replaced by a first-round draft. He big flamed out, and yeah. we all looked at him and said, he ain't the guy. He's Jones just as is, good as Daniel Jones. No, he's not, because Jones is trending the other way. Uh -huh. Daniel Jones just made the playoffs and won a playoff game. 
the example of Trubisky's from four years ago to the point where every team in the NFL had a chance to sign him. Yep. The Steelers did basically say he could be a dummy right. for the guy they draft in Kenny Pickett. Sure. And where is he now? He's who still wants, in the Steelers. But who wants him now? Would he yeah. be competing for well, a starting he's job? He's under contract to Pittsburgh. So if he was a free agent, yeah. where would he go? How much would he get? Well, I mean, he'd go to the New York Giants and you'd save a lot of money on your quarterback and be able to sign other guys because he's just as good as Daniel Jones. Not fair. 877-337-6666. And by the way, rushing yeah. yards are the same? Where'd you come up with yeah, that crap? I said close. They're not close. They're pretty close. Stop Within it. a couple hundred yards of each other. They're pretty, pretty close. How many rushing yards did Daniel Jones have this year? 700 and change. Okay. Has Trubisky ever come close to that in his career? Uh, he's never had 700. Oh, has he ever oh. had 600? No. Has he ever had 500? Three-something. Okay. So, a little, little tiny bit misleading, right. but I want I to mean, give you Ryan credit. Ryan Tannehill's the same as Derek Carr. But is, Mitchell I, Trubisky's the same as no, Daniel Jones. No. I said the drop-off <laughs> is not as significant, <laughs> but... I give you credit. For doing research? Like, you did some research. Yeah. You came here with uh, some facts. Yeah. You confused me. You confused the audience. <laughs> you still lose, but you try. I would give Daniel Jones a two-year, $18 million contract. <laughs> couple million more than what Trubisky gets. And in the same ballpark talent-wise. <laughs> so there you go. I will get all your calls. Jets and Giants. Aaron Rodgers and Danny Jones. It's obviously going to happen until uh, the Giants sign him. And or the Jets get Rodgers or he stays in Green Bay. So it's Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. And I heard the point I made that Mitchell Trubisky's stats are as good as Daniel Jones. The show is borderline unlistenable. Because Evan can't be himself on air. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> How is that? Are you not? Do you feel like you are unable to be yourself? No, I called you out for a stupid <laughs> Trubisky take. Like, I would have said that yeah. at a bar. Maybe, like, I would say Is it that here. your uh, burner account on Twitter? <laughs> Shut is, up. That what's, is that what's going on? <laughs> uh, like, I appreciate listen, Johnny. Va- what's his Johnny name? Johnny Vagina. Uh, Johnny Vagina, I appreciate you looking out. Yeah. Uh, but thank you. I'm all He right. does. Listen, Johnny Vagina cares about you very, very I much. I appreciate it. Yes, yes, he does. Trust Ooh, me. He even does a Johnny Vagina cast. Oh, nice. On uh, Spotify. So if you want to uh, listen to what Johnny has to say, just go to uh, Johnny Vagina on uh, Spotify. He puts out a daily, some kind of, oh, no. Every Sunday. Every you Sunday. You wait till Sundays. Well, Johnny Vagina, let me tell you this. You know what Evan as himself would say to Craig as a reminder? Yeah. That Bear team had the number one defense in the NFL uh, when he was making go. the playoffs. There we well, go. The New York Giants the number one defense in the NFL oh, this year? that's right. It's always some other reason no, we no, have no. to find. No, 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 because Mitchell, tra- I, I, Again, I was making a point. I appreciate your yes. point. I do. I want to make that clear to you, Craig. I appreciate The point it. is that Daniel Jones had a good year. Is he better than Trubisky? Of course he is. Is he worth $38 million a year? He's not. Yeah, but Craig, most Giant fans, and myself, by the way, as an independent observer, yeah. we're not arguing that he deserves $38 million. What we're arguing is, A, they should bring him back in the best interest of the franchise, but then also, B, the quarterback position is a highly paid position. So, unfortunately, you're going to have to give a number, and I don't think it's going to be 38, that you're going to say, really, $33 million? And in about three years, that number will be so outdated right. that Daniel Jones will be the 15th highest paid quarterback in the league, which is probably where he should be rankings-wise. Well, we are going in that direction. We are this uh, close to the $50 million year quarterback. And that'll be Patrick Mahomes, because uh, there's no way he's going to get to the end of his 10-year deal without re-upping at some point, Well, that's right? the point, especially when a guy like Daniel Jones and even Derek Carr sign. Right. The elite of the elite are going to say, now give me more. And I deserve more. And they're going to get more. So what we can't do in this Jones negotiation, and you've fallen victim to it, and that's okay. I'm here to hold your hand. Is you get too worked up about the number, as if the number means something. Like, oh, 38. 
33, I'm good. 38. Dude. Five years, 190 is obnoxious. I can't give Daniel Jones five years, 190. I just, I can't. And maybe you're right. He'll never earn 190. I can't bring myself, and I don't begrudge him making it. I hope for his sake he does. Good for him. But at some point, there's got to be some prudence fiscally here, and he does not get five years of buck 90. And I'll do you one better. The fact that Mitchell Trubisky got $7 million a year from the Steelers is a is a ridiculous number. Why is that? Right? Well, no, it's the running rate for they quarterbacks. They gave the guy two years, fifteen million bucks, and the first thing they did was go get Kenny Pickett. Well, they but that like, was what are the, we doing? that was the point of him, like to pay for a quarterback who's basically going to be a stand-in. That's what it cost. But let me ask you this question: seven million dollars a year. What would bother you more All if right, you're a giant? I like these fan. games. This is like we should do this uh, new thing. What would bother you more Thursday? <laughs> All right, it's going to be really amazing. And if you guys have any other ideas we can use, yo, right below. All right, go ahead. Would it bother you more if you gave Daniel Jones too much money, too many years, and he wasn't as good as you expected? Okay, that's that's a collective one thing. Or would it bother you more that you have this arrogance? You let him walk away. Yeah. He goes to you name the team, and he continues to blossom. And I becomes the quarterback you thought he would be. Would I be bo- okay, would I be bothered more if I pay him a lot of money and he sucks, or if I let him go and he's great? Right? Is that where I'm at? Essentially, yeah. I'd be bothered more if I paid him a lot of money and he sucked. See, I disagree with you about that. It would haunt me more to see the guy I put so much time in, the blood, sweat, and the tears, the viewing hours, and then I watched him succeed, yeah. which he did last but year to a degree. But your options that were just given to me henceforth, one of the options was not, he does good here. No, no, because... It's, uh, your choice is where he sucks here or he's great well, because there. because obviously... I'd rather he be great there than suck here. Because if he's great here, then what's the choice? Right. There's no choice. Okay, so we're on the same page. So why would I want my starting quarterback to suck here if that means I'm not going to win games? No, because I you're... Hope he's great there and I get someone else right. who's good here. Because you're afraid of giving him too much money. That's essentially what you're saying. You're saying he doesn't deserve it. He's Mitchell Trubisky. Five years, 180 is absurd. No matter how bad that contract is, I would believe that Joe Shane is going to work out a way Uh that after two or three years, he can abandon ship. All right? Okay. Even if he doesn't turn into the guy and progress that maybe you think, you got a way to get out. But if it goes the other way and you let Carolina scoop him, scoop him up, yeah. and three years from now he's continuing to develop as a quarterback, you'll be more pissed about that. So let me ask you a question. I don't even think it's close, do by you, the way. Do you think Jet fans were upset that they watched Sam Darnold have a solid final six weeks of the season? Or do you think they were more upset when he sucked here? Uh, but, but, but wait a second. Does anyone think Sam Darnold is a successful starting quarterback? I mean, he had, to his credit, he played pretty good ball the last month. Is and he going to be the, the starting season. quarterback of the Panthers next Most year? Most likely not. So then, what are we talking about? I, I'm, I'm like giving you a real life example of your question. Yeah, but the real life example doesn't equate to Sam Darnold becoming a starting quarterback. Saying, or Sam a... Darnold played very well the sure. last six weeks of the season. Would you rather have that or having him suck here? Because we've now seen both. Which one did you get more joy out of? Which one did I get more joy yeah. out of? <laughs> yeah. I got joy out of nothing. Exactly. That's the point. Exactly. No, it's not the point. Let's you move perverted on. the question. Sharif is in Staten Island. Sharif, what's going on? Hey guys, what's going on? I love I love listening to you guys. Uh I just got two things. One for the Jets. Nobody's talking about it, but why you know, Justin Fields. Yeah. You know, you got you got the whole you have Wilson, you have your offense set. You don't need no the top wide receiver, top running back. Give them a couple of first-round picks for the next couple of years. Now you have this dynamic, crazy, upbeat yeah. quarterback. And so it's me, an interesting question about two, Justin Fields because the, the question is out there. If you're a Chicago Bear fan, does it make more sense to kind of restart the financial clock for a franchise quarterback by drafting whichever quarterback coming out of college you like the most – Trade Justin Fields, so you reset the clock by a couple years on the quarterback position. You get extra picks. Still, you have ninety million dollars years. under the cap. Let's rock and roll. Great question. Yeah, but 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 okay. I just want to rebut on what you were saying. Yeah, the Bears are a couple years away, anyways. I agree. But, I mean, it's it, it's it's worth a try. And two for the Giants, I would the way I would do it is I would franchise um Daniel Jones. Let go of uh, Shake, uh, uh, Joe, I'm, I'm forgetting his name. Okay. Let go of the running back, right? And then get him two top wide receivers yeah. and see what he got. By the way, I, you asked some very good questions, Sharif, and it'd be interesting. Like if we were doing sports talk in Chicago, right. do you? And I'm not saying you're vested in it, but just top of your head emotionally, do you think you would say, "Boy, I, I enjoyed watching Justin Fields get better"? Mm-hmm. 
most of it with his legs. To be fair, he's got no one to throw the ball to. Either. The team sucks, right? They lost 10 straight games, 10 the year, whatever it he was. He had better weapons than Daniel Jones, by the way. Debatable. No, not right? really. Somewhat I mean, debatable. But regardless could, of that, you, okay. that and it is an interesting question. That was a because, callback to an old debate, yeah, by the way. Because they do pick number one. <laughs> yeah. So you could go get, I know they like Bryce Young. Everyone likes Bryce Young. I wouldn't draft him. But you can get Bryce Young or whatever quarterback you like, reset the quarterback clock financially, acquire a couple more first-round, second-round draft picks, whatever it is, and and start rebuilding with the $90 million you got. What would you do? I, if I'm the Chicago Bears, I would not trade him. And I think the proof of the way I think, and I'm wrong about this, I own this, is a year ago. We had a conversation a year ago that you could spike the football on me if you want, and that was right around this time yeah. you said – and let's put aside the legal issues for a second. Yeah. The Jets should go get Deshaun Watson. That's right. I did. And my big argument against you, besides the legal issues, was I just invested a year in Zach Wilson. I've seen him grow and get better. I want to see this through. May not work out, yeah. but I want to see this through. If I'm a Bear fan, I got a 23-year-old quarterback who started to show, despite the wins and losses of the team, great progress in the 15 games he played, especially the dynamic plays he made with his legs. Got rushed for like 1,100 yards. I would not be ready after two years to quote-unquote dump him, and it would be, no matter how many picks I get back. So number one, answer your question. If I'm in Chicago, my answer is no. If I'm me, as a Jet fan, here's why my answer is no. And I got my reasons. I don't want to take any risks right now. And Justin Fields at 23 years old, despite what he showed last year, is a risk. I I don't know how good he is. And I got to give up a million first-round picks. I'm going to have to give up more to get Justin Fields than I'm going to to get Aaron Rodgers. That I would, obviously, to get Derek Carr. I think right now, with where the Jets are roster-wise, I want more of the sure thing. And that's not a knock on Fields. It's more where I am, I think where you are. I want to win, and I can't screw around with a third-year right. quarterback where I'm not sure yet. Yeah, so uh, how about a four-year quarterback where you're still not sure? You want to mess around well, with it's him? different situations. I know. But it's different situations. Different. I know. By the way, ask this question. Yeah. Chicago, would never happen, obviously, but if the Chicago Bears said, we'll take Daniel Jones for Justin Fields. <laughs> that would never happen. No, of course not, but my point I'd is. I'd make that trade in a minute if I'm I the agree, Giants. I agree, but that's why the situations aren't the same. What I'm saying about the Jets is different where than where the Giants yeah, are. You know what it is? I just I want everything to be settled so I can just come on the air and be uh, either pleasantly surprised or pissed off. You know what I mean? Like now the, the talking about what are they going to do? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Blah, blah, blah. I'm kind of my wit's end with it. I want something to happen so I can react to it and well, either be critical of it or praise it. Well, I got bad news for yeah, you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not good. I've I, I've been very. I'm much more mature now. I do have some more patience. But I'm at, I'm, at, I'm at my wit's end now. Well, I got bad news. Like the, it's dumb, not... uh, the guy comes out of the hole. What, all right, come out of the hole make an announcement. But, Craig, Daniel Jones, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Derek Carr, it ain't happening tonight. And it's not happening tomorrow. So guess what? I know it's not. Get your meds ready. Yeah. Buy a tablet. Download Amazon Prime. He's on meds, too. And relax. Yeah, well. As Aaron Rodgers would say, R-E-L-A-X. Just yeah. relax, pal. Frankie or Sahali sang that, too. My, here's what I, I, I. Uh, if Spike ever came to work, I would actually pitch him on an idea I had. I want to go to Oregon. And do what? Oh, want... do the uh, the thing? Yeah. How long would you last, though? That's why well, I want to see how long I'd last. 37 minutes. I want to go to Oregon. I want to do exactly what Aaron Rodgers did. And, and you know, kind of like report back on it. Maybe do a blog on it or whatever it is, however you can do it. I want to see what I can do with that. Would you want to do a show from there? Uh, Well, I mean, it'd be hard to, right? Why? What do you need to see? Well, as long as you could set the stuff up so I could find it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the mics are on. They're I'm controlled in. at home. I'm in. And we just talk. Yeah, hey, can you go find Spike for me, please, guys? Or call him up, and I know he spends a lot of time in Philly. If you could just call him up and grab him for me. I, I think that'd be awesome. Would to you want to do the show with me, or would that be weird that we're both stuck in this dark room together? Here's the, well, here's the problem. Yeah. The concept of the dark room is that you're alone. Uh, so we'd have to do two di- different dark rooms? Well, so then the other thing is, like, I really couldn't even do a show because then I'd be talking to you. And that would distract me from the loneliness of being there by myself. You know what you should do? Go on vacation and spend it in a dark room. And then when you get back, yeah. you can report to us. I think I'm going to do that. That's a good idea. I think I might take some more days off in March. Okay. Uh, solely to go on like a two or three day darkness retreat. No joke. Now what happens if you only last six hours? Well, I'll give you an example of that. Supposedly he was going for four days. He lasted two. 
Has that been confirmed, though? Supposedly he went in on Monday. Supposedly. Came out on Wednesday. That's, you remember right, what, that's what I read. You want to know what Aaron Rodgers tells us? Uh, Don't trust anything that doesn't come out of his fair mouth. Fair enough. I think the place in Oregon kind of announced it, too, but I'll I, I double-check that. The place ratted him out? I think the place was like Aaron Rodgers has successfully exited the hole. Wow. Something along those lines. Now, by the way, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, yeah. I'd be fuming about that. Like, seriously. If they told on you? <laughs> I guess, right? That's my story to tell. I also think, like, I'd want to, would you want to go in, like, in the morning wide awake and try to get through the day? Would you rather go in, like, midnight knowing that I'm tired, I can uh, kill the first eight hours in bed? No. You got to, here's why you got to go wide awake. Because if you go in tired and you simply go to sleep, the shock in the morning is going to be too much. You almost need the a shock of what? Darkness? Of not being able to wake up, really. Because you woke up, but did you really wake up? Think about it. You think it becomes like a fake dream It's sequence? like a psychedelic situation. Like, you're clo- you're opening your eyes, looking for lightness. Yeah. You see nothing. See, now, haven't you ever been in a room or in your house or the basement or an attic or something where it's complete blackness, and yet, if you wait a couple seconds, your eyes kind of adjust to it and then can make things out? Yeah, because there's a difference, though, Craig. There's a little bit of light in any of those rooms. We're talking in about the a room. There's a little bit of light. Wow. Maybe it's from not upstairs. The, the, Maybe it's from a crack the in the window. Not dungeon I grew up in there wasn't. <laughs> well, yeah. I can't speak on that. You know, and my parents had a skeleton in a room in the basement. And we did not have a finished basement. We had, it was all just, um, uh, what's it called? Um, what are you, you looking know, for here? Concrete. Thank you, my man. That's the word yeah, you're looking for? we just had a concrete basement with the boiler in the room. And what were you doing there? And it was very scary. What happened? What were you doing down there? Being scared and punished. Oh, so you would get punished by being forced yeah, to go down there? Yeah, they send me down to the basement. For how long? I mean, I'm sure it was a lot less than I thought it felt like. <laughs> but it felt like forever? But they were like, and it was scary. The boiler made sounds. And there were these three or four rooms uh, in the basement that I guess were storage that you'd be scared to death to go into. And one of them had a skeleton in it. Really? And for a nine-year-old boy, you got sent to the basement a lot. That was scary. But don't you think that yeah. this would be scarier? Because at least the boiler sound gives you comfort. It's some kind of sound. There's nothing comfortable if, about a uh, a noisy boiler when you're nine years old crack. alone in a basement. Silence? Yeah. Like a thousand percent silence. That's not something any of us really even get. Like silence. when do we ever get silence? Think about it. Ever. Silence. There's no such thing as silence. Silence. There's nothing. Like our houses make noises. Our apartments make noises. The toilet's running. A baby's crying. What places do you live? A home. Yeah. Everything Your makes house no- makes noises? 100% it's called house noise. Yeah. No, it's not a brand new house that's still settling. No. You probably live in a 50-year-old house. The air conditioning, the heating, the creaking These of the things. things make noise. The pipes move. Of course they do. You never heard of house noises? Yeah, house when noises a house settles, it makes some noise. If you have an old school radiator, it makes noise. But your house probably has a beautiful HVAC system in it. Uh, temperature controlled in every room. You have a finished basement. Your house ain't making any noise. Oh, it makes noises. Oh, it makes some noise. Of course it does. Maybe it's all Sorry. the people that are living there. Well, there's well, that. I yeah. know a lot of people. That's true. <laughs> right? But turn, just the, you can yeah, hear you, the air. You have you can a 150 year old house. No, you can hear the How air. How old is your house? Uh, 1991, I think it was built. No. Yeah. It's not the way you described it. And mine's older, by the way. Mine's 1968, and it makes noises. Boy, I live in a house where I got to put wood in the oven to heat the living room. <laughs> yeah. I got one of those old school homes. That's the crackle of the fire. Uh, Yes, you got Craig, Craig, I know this is psychedelic for your brain. I want you to just contemplate this. You never hear silence. I never hear silence. None of us ever hear silence. I the noise machine on. Exactly. There's always something. So now imagine you're in a room. I love white noise. Imagine you're in a room and there's true silence. Yeah. That's scary. I wonder if I could make it today. I don't think it would. I really feel like I can based on some, you know, Earlier life experience. So you're saying that your past experience from a few years ago gives you an unfair advantage. Is that what uh, you're saying? I, I never had to go to a solitary or the shoe, as some people call it. I was blessed to avoid that. And it was one of my biggest fears. Nobody wants to go there. I yeah. can imagine. So I don't know if, if that experience, I'm not sure of my experience of a couple years ago. <laughs> Uh, that I'm reminded about every day of my life on well, Twitter. Well, you kind of alluded to uh, it. That's all good. It's all Your good. fault. It's all good. Oh, no, it's without you, I'm reminded daily. It's uh, it's good. It's good People really still do that on Twitter? Good affirmation of keeping me humble. Yeah. Um, What's wrong with people? Yeah, I never had that, though. 
Yeah, so I don't think that experience helps me at all. 37 minutes you last. Because I don't think you get it. Like, I don't think you get silence and darkness. You think you get it, but you don't get it. I don't get it either, by the way. I admit it. Jeremy's in Ridgefield, Connecticut. Jeremy, what do you got? What's going on, guys? Hey. Um, years ago, I was, I was sent away to, to camp by my parents as a teenager. Mm. And as part of this experience, we, we, uh, we went on a spelunking expedition and, and ended up 300 feet underground in, in a cave in Virginia. A what expedition? One... Splunking? Splunking. Cave, cave, caving. Spelunking. Spelunking. Spelunking? 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 I think Splunking? there's an R in it. I think it's Spelunking. 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 Spelunking? Wait, well, hold on. There's a rule on this show. You know <laughs> how to spell <laughs> spelunking. And if you do, we're good. You know? Oh, oh man. You did it, three well, no, I see no spelunking. Lot. I got spelunking. it. Spelunking. Spelunking. Plural of spelunky. No, really? All right, Gary. So, what do you do? You go underground so, 300 feet. What happens? So, yeah. So, the, the instructor, this guy with long hair, you know, yep. it looks like you'd buy something off him, says to shut all of our equipment off. And I'm a 16 year old kid, about 10 of us, and we're 300 feet underground. We're in a cave, cavern, shut everything off, and sit there for about two minutes. Complete darkness, complete silence. You you start to you start to hear your heartbeat. Mm. You start to hear your blood flow. Like you, it's it's terrifying. That's so, the point Greg, I'm making. I think you need Craig. to do it. Yeah. And is there something somehow liberating for you, or emotional, or a connection, or a difference you felt about yourself after the experience? Yeah, yeah, just just getting up to the earth was was good enough. It was uh, huh. just surviving. So it made you yeah. appreciate our beautiful earth. Well, it's like yesterday I said to Evan, uh, if I gave you ten million bucks, would you want it? Yeah, of course. But if you if I gave you the money and you didn't wake up tomorrow, would you still want the money? And the the longest story, uh, short of that story, is value today because you wouldn't trade tomorrow for ten million. So maybe being in a room like 100%. this, even though you're not in a cave spelunking like Jeremy, would uh, make you appreciate the sweet sound of noise. I feel like I spelunked once in college. <laughs> once. But, uh, Have I a just, great day, guys. I just Stay think in. the girl was from Cleveland, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, such a weird word. Spelunk. Yeah. So in the United Haven't States. Haven't you ever spelunked yourself when you were a teenager? I think I do it every night. Yeah. So all over the place. Spelunking in the United States. You know what it's called in Canada? I uh, uh, do not. Do you want me to tell you? I mean, I'm assuming you're going to tell me. So in America, going into a deep cave, with blah, 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 is called spelunking. So in the U.S. and Canada, it's spelunking. In the United Kingdom and Ireland, it's called something else, to be fair. It's called potholing. Potholing? Potholing. Yeah. Huh. All right. Weird. Maybe the entry point is a little smaller I in guess those so. countries like, than it is here. I get jumping in a pothole. I know. I once spelunked it myself uh, <laughs> driving home from uh, from taking the SATs. You know, you can get in trouble for that. I believe you can. <laughs> you can get a lot of trouble. Yeah, and you can't spelunk at work. <laughs> no. I learned that the hard way, too. That's frowned upon. Yeah. Are you spelunking over there? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm all alone. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a new dating site. <laughs> Spelunking.com. Spelunking. Hey, do you like spelunking? <laughs> Spelunk with like-minded spelunkers. <laughs> the problem is it'd be like 15 to 1 guys to girls. Oh, uh, it always is. Always. Yeah, all those sites, from what I'm told, it's all dudes. Dude, I've been on the, the Twitter app that everyone's used to because I used to do third-party Twitter and then Elon Musk got rid of it. And what I've noticed is that every other tweet is like this ad for dating sites yeah. in which they brag to you all the women are attractive and yeah. it's 10 to 1 women to men. And what, so I'm reading this saying, that's not possible. What's the name of the site? Oh, man, let me... Uh, so they're saying it's a dating site and it's 10 to 1 women dudes. Basically, yes. That's bull crap. Like, it's every that's other... That's like that Ashley Madison. It's 90 guys for every two girls. <laughs> right. Yeah, and you're like, I can't believe I haven't found anybody who wants and, to cheat. And they're very smart. Like, <laughs> on the ad, they show very attractive oh, of women. Of course they do. So you're a guy, you're like, oh, I got to click on that. I'm going to be going out with her next week. So there's a place in Minneapolis in a location called Orfield Labs. It is known uh, by scientists as the world's quietest room. Okay. The chamber in this particular lab in Minneapolis is so quiet that you can actually hear your own organs doing their thing. Mm. After 30 minutes, you will begin to hallucinate. 
Now, I guess they've done a bunch of tests, and they have random people that I assume are paid to do it, but regardless of that, the longest any human being has ever lasted inside this very specific uh, room is 45 minutes. Can I ask a question? Now, I'm not quite sure why that is. Well, because I think they feel that in such crazy, eerily silence, like they said, you're going to start to imagine things. But what if I go into this room, and you can imagine me doing this, and I start hosting a radio show? I start breaking talking down. Talking yourself? Yeah, I, literally, I start breaking down Darren Ruff's wrist injury. I start talking about WrestleMania. Like, you talk to myself, right? Yeah. Wouldn't that extend the craziness? Or would that... I think peop- I think the people that monitor the, let's just call us patients, the people that are in the thing, I would think that they would think you're going stir-crazy. No, no, not stir-crazy. Right? Like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, to so kind you're of- going to do your own talk show to yourself, and, like, the first hour you're breaking down the 86 Mets and yes. the 91 Giants would you Would you avoid the craziness of the silence since put- you're talking? Like, you're I doing guess. something, right? Yeah. I mean, why? to a point, maybe. Yeah, yeah but gotta- why would you go into the world's quietest room and start no. yapping? Big Mac. Like, I'm the not whole saying- point is to go in there and experience what... Absolutely. No, no, I'm responding to what he said, though. Could you last longer by talking? Of course. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, but if you started hallucinating, you're not going to know what's real and what's not. So you combating it with a Rico Bronia podcast is not going to do anything. Why would I hallucinate? I wouldn't wouldn't be going crazy. Thank you, Big. You would just start talking. You hear yourself talking. It wouldn't be silent in there. I think there's a limit to how long you could do that, too. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and it's kind of like Tom Hanks talking to Wilson. Right. Castaway. Castaway. At some point, you run out of At some point, you're done. You're, you, like, you're crazy. But that's the difference I was saying to you before between being in your bedroom in silence and being in a room like this. It's not silence. Like no. when we go into our bedroom tonight or you go into your basement, it's not silence. There's yeah. house noise. There's all sorts of noise. So this I'm, is I'm, different. I'm looking at, I'm on the Orfield Lab website right now. Uh, they have a thing. Hold on one second. I apologize. So the room is, it's called the Orfield Anechoic Chamber. It is the quietest place on Earth, and I imagine that's probably been proven, right, in some in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And they do it because part of the reason they do these studies on people is that people wind up coming up with exceptional ideas, experiences, uh, and other things. Um, but here, the world's for the Guinness Is that World how Riders. you came up with Wag Wednesday? Did you go into a room? Yeah, that's what I did. Have an epiphany and say, yeah. Wag Wednesday. I was like, this will be the greatest thing ever done. <laughs> and then years later, people will try to copy by doing Would You Wednesday, <laughs> which makes no sense at all and is a desperate plea for help. <laughs> Yo, I think I'd go crazy in this joint, though, right? Oh, yeah. Don't you think? Yes. The quietest room in the uh, world. It's like going to outer space by yourself. Wouldn't oh. that freak you out too? Wouldn't it be the same thing? Like even if you're, oh, in no, a, you could go. It's not even expensive. How expensive? Uh, the entry fee is two hundred bucks uh, per person, uh, with a four hundred dollar minimum. Now, how long do you stay? Uh, two hundred dollars per person. So you're going in with somebody else? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, that changes the whole dynamic. If you're with somebody else, uh, you can reserve the chamber for six hundred bucks an hour. In order to take what's called the Orfield Challenge and see how long you can last. All right, so it's more than 45 minutes. As of June 22, okay. so just last year, the record to beat is two hours. Now, just think about that for a second. Jeez. So uh, the room's got all these like soundproof cushions and whatnot. Let's just assume you are comfortable with where you can sit or stand. Like it's not, it's not like razor blades or anything like that. And for, you know, hundreds of people, if not thousands, have tried to see how long they can last, right? Mm-hmm. And the longest any human being has lasted is two hours. But, Craig, that seems for gazing. What me. if you go to sleep? Are you saying you're going to hallucinate in your sleep, too? Like, uh, would the silence affect you while you're sleeping? I don't know. I don't Apparently, know. Apparently, because that would be the easiest way to, to knock off five hours right off the top. All right, it says, what happens if you stay in the quietest room for too long? If you stay in it long enough, you can actually start to hear your heartbeat. The ringing in your ears becomes deafening. Uh. When you move, your bones make a grinding noise. Oh, that, that's why you can't sleep. Eventually, you lose your balance because the absolute lack of reverberation sabotages your spatial awareness. That's insane. You know, there was a study back, I don't know, I think it was World War One. it may have been two, uh, so you can fact check me if you want. Where they took uh, newborn babies 
that I think were found after like attacking a village or this or that. So they're basically uh, powerless, right? They're orphans. And they did a study where they put these babies in a room with no human interaction whatsoever. And every one of the babies died. Gee. Crazy, right? That is crazy. Yeah. So so 26 minutes for you? Is that your guess? 26 minutes. Yeah, you're not making two hours. That's Could you clear. imagine what it'd be like if you merely tried to stretch and hurt? I <laughs> know, it'd be awful. That's why you can't sleep. Like, it's your bones... Man. Nah, I don't want no part of that, man. And you know what's the worst part? Because we were hearing about this and reading about it, you're already mentally beaten before you enter. Because you're already hearing about all these crazy okay. things uh, that are going to happen to again, you. Again, Evan, you're treating it like... I understand the longest or whatever, but you're treating it like some side of, kind of contest to be won. Well, it is a I contest go in to there be with, No, that's just how long people have gone in. Most people, I would imagine, go in to experience what it's like. They don't want to spend 600 oh, bucks and then nap. Come on. Yeah, and then come out with, I was in there yeah. for four hours. Evan's bringing a cot with him. I disagree. You don't think it's a competition, Greg? No, it's about the experience of, of sitting in absolute silence and what that would be like. Well, I think there's two things. I think it, to go sit in the quiet room on earth that's a competition thank you i want to see that i can last longer than right that's exactly what I'm i know saying. but i'm not going to take shortcuts thinking oh i'm going to somehow if i, I nap i'll win i don't think there is a shortcut there is no shortcut no, yeah. if you sleep big if you try to fall asleep if you big take man, you know three it times, doesn't uh, you know add no pms before you get in there it obviously doesn't work because what they're saying is and I, I get it now i didn't understand it at first is that it's so quiet that even when you're sleeping you're going to hear your heartbeat you're going to hear your bones move it doesn't work and i completely disagree with both of you guys I think most people would look at it and say, game on. I could beat that, and I know how I'll do it. That's how we yeah, are I humans. think it's an experience, though. I'm not going there to, like, beat. So what? So I could be in some record book? What, like, do I, get, I, like, think the do I Aaron, get, like, my picture on the wall and then half off the next time I go? The Aaron Rodgers thing is not about competition. Not Aaron Rodgers, That's but about, about this. more, like, cleansing your soul and getting in touch with you and your brain and all that stuff, right? The thing we're talking about, which is the quietest room on earth, that's more about, all right, how much did he do? How much did he do? How much did he do? Yeah, my so. goal is to beat you. That's so. my goal. No, I, I 100%. Think so. The Aaron Rodgers thing is different. He is trying I to th cleanse his mind. Yeah. But in this case, especially when you see it, like, okay, this is the record. Like, yeah, that's just because he's he's reading something where they're like, you know, you don't go in there for long. The longest has been two hours. Yeah, because no one's, think no one's beating it. Yeah. That's why. No, all right, but I, I bet you if you Google this retreat on the retreat somewhere, the longest anyone has ever done has ever done is six days. That doesn't mean that uh, everyone shows up doing it do seven and eight days. Okay. And we disagree. I okay. Uh, I want to go in there and see if I hear things and hallucinate. Okay. I have an experience. Okay. How about this? Okay. Okay. The room is so quiet that if a 747 jet took off right next door, you wouldn't hear it. Wow. How do they do that? I mean, I know soundproof. Wow. There's a lot quiet. of concrete. Wow. So it's concrete. 99.9% uh, of all sounds are absorbed by the way it's built. Right. That's crazy. We you know we should that'd be a great new parenting tool. <laughs> what, stick your kid like, in there for yeah, five minutes. Your kid dumps on himself again, throw him in the in that room. See how quickly <laughs> see how quickly he gets potty trained. <laughs> Daddy, I promise I'll never poop my pants ever again. Yeah. Well, it sounds like your parents tried that with you in the basement, didn't it work? Well, I told you my what my parents said, I don't know if I ever told you this story. When I was in first grade, I is I had Tourette's. I have Tourette's. And they didn't know what Tourette's was back then. And I constantly was, you know, had ticks from Tourette's moving my neck around. So my neck hurt a lot, right? I'm seven, eight years old, first grade. And I will never forget this. They were sick and tired of me moving my neck around. So I come home from school one day, and there's an old man in a lab coat in my tiny little uh, bedroom. And they connected to my bed what's called a traction device. And they're like, you're getting in. I'm like, well, what is it? And this device, and it looked like a medieval device, Evan, connected to your neck and head, rendering you impossible to move your neck and head. So you became like a prisoner in your own bed. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, you couldn't. I, I could move my extremities, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I couldn't move my neck or my head. And the thought was, if they left me there for three days, other than bathroom breaks, that they would uh, kind of like beat the behavior out of me. Boy. All right? So this is where I fell in love with baseball. <laughs> when did you fall out of love with baseball? A week later. <laughs> uh, I'm laying in this bed. Yeah. I'm in traction, so I physically cannot move my head or my neck an inch. So they, the way they had me, they brought up, we had one TV in the house, 13-inch black and white TV. Never forget it. They set up the TV in the room, and they happened to leave it on NBC, I guess it was. And on the Saturday when I'm sitting there, like a mummy, 
Joe Garagiola, mm -hmm. came on TV with the baseball game of the week. Huh. And for three hours, he got my mind off the fact that my parents were awful human beings yeah. who hated children. Yeah, I was going to say, I've I mean... I've forgiven them for that, and they're wonderful people. They still hate children, but they're wonderful people. It's also like the time must have sucked. I mean, everyone talks glowingly about yeah. the 1950s, but clearly for them to do that to you in the 50s yeah. <laughs> yeah. is cruel and unusual punishment. It was the 1970s, but close enough. <laughs> close enough? I will, It was three days. Can you imagine that? Yeah, I got home from school oh, on a Friday. God. I didn't get out of the traction until Sunday night, other than going to the bathroom. Right. Yeah. We love you so much. I'm glad we 50 years later. We know you can later, stop moving your neck. We just want you to. I'm glad many years later we've come around on this. We don't treat people uh, that way anymore. Oh, but you're worthy of consideration. <laughs> it's, it's like clockwork orange carton style. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. So, you think your childhood was tough? I got you beat by a long shot. Nick fans, everybody. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, no. Add more calls. Liz is in <laughs> Matasquan. Liz, how you doing, babe? Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Um, good. Um, you guys were talking about when you were in the basement for punishment, and yeah. um, I don't know, someone else said something else, camping and going in a cave. I just wondered if you guys have Googled some of the pictures of the caves that Roger Allens was in. Uh, the one in Oregon? I've seen one, but he was not but in a cave. He was in like a little mini house. Well, they're, they're resorts. They look like caves with the entrances. Oh, but they're I resorts, gotcha. you know. You don't have to worry about any worms down there. He's got his own Wi-Fi control. Not that he used any of that, but it's He's got Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi for what? It's, You're supposed to be by yourself I'm, down there. I'm just saying, I Googled it, and there are, there are caves available with Wi-Fi. Can you imagine but that? I'm not, I'm not, like, making fun of that. I actually appreciate the fact that you guys look at his four-day darkness as a retreat, as a reflection on his life, because I kind of look at it that way as well. And when I hear these analysts on TV making fun of him, talking about all the all the crap that, you know, he's a millionaire, he's a, a world-class quarterback, yeah. you know, franchise quarterback, and almost like he doesn't deserve some mental health uh, reflection. Uh, I think I, there's a reason for that, guys. though. It's not that he doesn't deserve some type of mental health, uh, you know, vacation and, you know, coming to terms with who he is and having that spiritual moment. It's because he's a clown who likes attention. And there's people who are like, come on, man, like it's a great, worthy thing. What makes him a clown? That helps a lot of people out, but he does it for, I think he does it because he has everybody eating out of his palm. Yeah, but what makes him a clown? I'll tell you what makes him a clown. Yeah. If you're going on a retreat for a spiritual self-discovery moment in life, which I'm down with, whether that's ayahuasca, whether that's a darkness retreat, however you define that type of journey... You don't promote it and market it and tell people about it. You just go do it. Or he's being honest about his life. And he, when he's talking about what he's doing in the offseason, he's being open and honest. Yeah, like, Here's what I'm going to do. Because you know people are going to react to it. Well, yeah. No, I, I think there's Correct. a big part of Aaron Rodgers that loves the attention and loves the fact that people are breaking it down and analyzing it. But he's just talking about what he's going to do in the yeah. offseason. Hey, Liz, too. can I ask you a question? Liz. Well, I just wanted to tell you guys yeah. I think you're great the way you do well, it. Well, thank not you. Fun of people. No, you're we're not. We're not because that's not our style. We don't like to make fun of people right. because we're I people like too. I like that. Uh, I is like it that. true that your first husband uh, <laughs> wanted to go on a darkness retreat without you or no? Uh, I was only been married once. <laughs> and what, what what did he say to you last night? Good night. <laughs> All right, sweetie. Have a good week, okay? Hey, listen, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Also, what you said before, you know, when you were talking about that uh, place that's really silent and you talked about uh, you can hear your heartbeat, you can yeah. hear your ears ringing, bones creaking, blah, blah. You were literally describing old age. I got news for you. <laughs> oh, God. Huh. So I guess from that standpoint, I've experienced the retreat already. <laughs> I'm just telling you, that's old age. I hear you. I'll be good. Say hi to your husband, okay? All right, thanks, guys. All right, take Bye. care, Liz. That's funny. That's something to be excited about. Yeah, my, my issue, listen, you whatever's good for you, do it. Like, none of us should, none of our business, how you live your life is, you know, as long as you're not breaking the law and all that stuff, right? So to me, it's like, if you're going to go do that because there's a spiritual benefit to doing it, I am down with that. I get that. I really do. But I don't think you announce it and tell people about it because the only reason to tell people is that you want them to well, react to I, it. Look, I think you're probably I like right. I think you're probably right knowing Aaron Rodgers. He loves the attention. Like, I think he loves the fact that everybody talks about him. But 
I also appreciate when a person, whether it's an athlete or not, is just open and honest about what they're doing. I find it interesting, and I think a lot of people find it interesting. Yeah. Speaking to know of, what someone does during the offseason. Meanwhile, Tom Brady talks about all the, the food he's going to eat and the drinks he's going to have, and we're all enamored by it. Well, you do the same thing. You do it for attention. You do A lot of people do a lot of things for attention, whether it's charity, whether it's retreats, whether it's whatever it is. They don't always do it for the right reason, but they do it anyway. Speaking of being honest, really interesting situation in college basketball that we don't talk a lot about. So for those of you that are not aware of it, there's a kid in Alabama named Brandon Miller. He's a stud freshman. Alabama's the second-ranked team in America. He hit the game-tying shot to go into overtime last night. And then he made the game-winning shot in overtime last night. But the question that needs to be asked is, should he have played? We'll explain why we asked that question right after this on The Fan. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 